millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Alex Hoban, winner of Series 1 of Channel 4's The Circle, and I am beyond excited to be bringing you our brand new show, Dishonest Fun, the official Circle podcast. You heard that right. The Circle now has its own official podcast. Grinning face emoji, shooting star emoji, rocket taking off emoji, aubergine... Not just yet, not just yet. We'll get to that. Each episode, I'll be indulging in some dishonest fun with a panel of celebrities, comedians and experts as we explore the ins and the outs of human interaction, both online and IRL. We'll be tackling stuff that comes up in the circle, answering the awkward questions that always need answering, and across the series, you can expect to hear about deception, trust, influence, isolation, and much, much more. Today, we're talking about first impressions, which play a massive part in the circle. But how important are they, especially on the internet? Why do we put so much thought into how we present ourselves? And in a world of dating apps and DMs, can you overcome a dodgy first impression? Or are you forever doomed to be the guy with a terrible haircut and a shirt that's too tight? This is what we'll be exploring on today's episode of Dishonest Fun. With me to sort the wheaty first impressions from the chaffy ones are Radio 1 DJs Ricky Hayward-Williams and Melvin O'Doom, aka Ricky and Melvin who we saw recently enter the celebrity circle. Welcome to the show. Yes, Yo! Alex. What intro, bro. <laughs> I'm coming for you. Are you guys all right? Welcome. Yeah, we're all blessed, man. How are you? Very well, thank you. And also to introduce the person who's going to keep us informed, keep us on track, Alex Kratoski, social psychologist. Is that correct? I don't want to say psychiatrist yes, and get it wrong. It, it, oh, God, no. I can't. I cannot prescribe drugs. Do not give me that power. I was going to say, help me. Help me. <laughs> I cannot 2020 has been a hard year. All right, guys, we've got a little game to kick off with. We've got a little icebreaker. As a self-professed expert in truth and lies, I'm going to get each of you to give me a fact about yourselves, and I'm going to be able to ask one question and determine whether that is a truth or whether that is a lie. Ready like Freddy. Okay, (laughs) we'll start with you, Ricky. Hit me with your fact. Okay, uh, so my fact is the first time I ever met a member of the royal family, they offered me a royal pardon so that I could take the next day off of work. What was the date of that day, Ricky? 
It was a while back. I can give you the year. It was probably around, I'd say, 2008. So it was 2008. A while back. And um, it was at like a, a big event in Leicester Square. Oh, I didn't realise the royal family frequently uh, went to Leicester Square. That's quite an interesting one. I wouldn't have thought we'd have seen them around those parts. Um, okay, okay. I'm gonna, I'm, I've written down my answer to this one, so I'm going to keep it and, and okay. reveal it at the end. All right, Over cool, to you, cool. Melvin. Hit me with your fact. Okay, so before I started in TV and radio, I used to be a security guard. Okay, okay. Where were you a security guard? It was in Walthamstow in East London. Oh, that's quite interesting because I live there, Melvin. Really? Yeah, that's very interesting. So what was the venue called? So do you know like the shopping city, which isn't too far from Tottenham Hill? It was like a trainer shop there. Oh, okay. Well, I've written down my answer to that there. And then, uh, okay, over to you, Alex. My God, this is seriously a tangled web. I'm terrified of even saying something true in case I can't answer the question. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to get really flustered. All right. I, 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 in the past, I used to walk around. This is soon after I moved to the UK. I used to walk around Glasgow city streets wearing costumes, including a giant set of speakers attached to my head and a turntable. And I would scratch records when people walked up and asked me for something. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Well, question, please, sir. (laughs) Okay. Wow. I I don't have a question. I've got more of a request. If you spent some time (laughs) in Glasgow, could you please replicate a Glaswegian accent for us? Oh, don't you do that to me. Oh, that is wrong. (gasps) Come on, Alex. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, I'll do the one that, that people literally taught me phonetically. Okay, I remember this, like, weeks and weeks in the pub, and I am going to get seriously slapped if I do this. Oh, my God, I can't believe I'm about to do this on air. What's that? Scottish blend. Same again, please. Scottish blend. <laughs> Thank you. That's good. Yeah. That's good. That's Thank amazing. You very much. That was actually all right. That was okay. probably the least offensive thing that yeah. could have come out of my mouth. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, I've got I've got my answers. That was amazing, Alex. Good job there. Ricky, I've got you as false. Really? <laughs> I've got it as false. Okay, so we're in the business where, you know, you get to go to a lot of premieres and a lot of uh, red carpet events and whatnot. So we were at one of those at the Big Odeon in Leicester Square. But Prince Charles was at this this event. It's true. And we got to meet him, myself, Melvin and Charlie, who were there as well. And he said, oh, so what do you guys do? We said we work on a breakfast show, which we did at the time. And he said, oh, it's it's frightfully late for you to be up if you've got a breakfast (laughs) show in the morning. And he said, well, I suppose if you're, you're late for work or you don't want to go, I can always give you a raw pardon. Hey! That's amazing. That is good. That's much better than a doctor's line. <laughs> okay, that's incredible. All right, well, I'm not as good as I thought I was then. Better luck on the next ones. Okay, Melvin. Yes. I've got you down as true. And it is true. Yes. So, <laughs> so I used to work for this trainer shop um, in Walthamstow, and it was just like part-time work, and I was the worst security guard 
in the history of the world because if anyone was there to steal, I wasn't stopping anything. <laughs> I'm only five foot five, so no one was scared of me. And there was one moment where, where a guy had a big argument with my boss and my boss was like, don't worry, I've got security. And I was like, no, 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 not me. And this guy waited outside the shop for the whole day and I did the right thing and went out the back door at the end of the day. So that was the worst That's security amazing. guard ever. Well, I haven't seen the security around there recently, but I'm sure they've maybe have improved by now. <laughs> I hope um, so. Okay, Alex, I've got you down due to the accent is true. Oh, magic. Well, I'm really glad that uh, that my accent gave me away. It is true. Um, it is It is true. Amazing. <laughs> That's my yes. Okay. I did. Part of it is true. I, I didn't really, I didn't busk as a DJ, um, but I did walk around Glasgow in a lot of ridiculous costumes. What a first impression that was. <laughs> Well, what we'll do is, is with that, Alex, we're going to get you to give us a sort of a breakdown of the importance of first impressions. What happens when we first encounter people in real life? Yeah, well, I mean, what's really interesting is how tribal we are as creatures. And so the reason first impressions are so powerful and also really long lasting is because as soon as we come into a new situation, we just need to figure out how to operate within that space because there are rules there are unspoken rules about what you can and can't do what you should and shouldn't say um, and that allows us to identify somebody across a room who I can say yes you are definitely you know you are definitely part of my tribe so I'm going to hang out with you and we're going to be safe together online in the in the old days when we didn't even have profile pictures necessarily you know you'd go onto a chat room it would just be text and you didn't know anything about the person on the other side it's like the circle right you didn't know anything about that person and everybody was was excited and slightly like titillated and you know curious but also deeply uncomfortable because you didn't know if you were going to offend somebody on the other side of the screen and so people would say ASL ASL stood for age, sex, location, because those were essentially the three basic things that people needed in order to make sense of whether or not somebody was was in their tribe and how to interact with them. So that is why first impressions make such a big difference in our lives. Yeah, for sure. And I remember those days like it was yesterday. Um, so I'm going to put this question to Melvin. Yeah. 20 years of friendship with Ricky. What was your first impression of him? And uh, did you hit him with the ASL? That's my you question. <laughs> there was no ASL involved, but I've got to say, like Rick's, and I still think this now, Ricky is like one of the coolest people I know. Like we've got like a circle of friends, weirdly enough. And so Ricky out of our friends, he's always like the well-dressed one, always well-groomed. He's always on his P's and Q's, very polite. And Ricky's a very warm character. I know it's not the time for it now, but he's the kind of guy that would just hug people. And I, I kind of got that from you, Rick. Like, you're very warm. You make people feel comfortable. Um, so that was my first impression. I remember I was in a club and Ricky just came up to me in this club and was like, hi, my name's Ricky. I'm from South London. What's your name? And he was just so confident. I was like, who's this guy talking to me? I'm just enjoying the music. And he was really into like, he loved like old school garage music, which was just Amazing. called garage music at the time. And he was just like, just a very smiley, happy person. And I think I like to have positive people around me. So that was my first impression of Ricky. Amazing. It's, ma it's mad, Alex, because 
what Alex was actually just saying is exactly what I did. We were actually in a club on Freshers' Week. It was the first night of university. So I was in this club thinking, I'm at university. I want to meet people that I can like hang out with. And Melvin was, he was a really, he's a really good dancer. And I was like, he's dancing. He's looking like he's having a good time. He likes this type of music. I like that he likes his music. I want to be his friend. So it was exactly what Alex was saying. You try and find your tribe, right? Exactly the yeah, same thing. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Ricky and Melvin, how important was making a first impression for you in those first days in the circle? And how important were your photos when it came to, to portraying Will I Am and choosing that first photo? That, there's a lot riding on that because that's the first thing that people see. How, w- what was your mindset going into that and choosing that photo of Will? Yeah, Will I Am's a very fashion forward kind of person. He's like, he's always got very kind of like outgoing clothes on. He looks good all the time. Um, so it was really important to get the to get the tone of his picture right. There was a few photos that we chose where we were like, he looks super cool in that picture. But then we were like, does he look a little bit menacing? Do you look like you trust him in that picture? Mm. Is He's kind of looking like down at the top of his eyes. Is that a trustworthy pose? So that sort of stuff. So even though there were photos that we thought he looked amazing, but then we were like, if we were looking at that, would we believe that he was who he was saying that he was mm. just from the facial expression on there and things like that? Do you remember, Mel? I think we chose yeah. one and then we changed it, didn't we? Yeah. And what was really interesting was, Rick, do you remember when there was a picture of him in the chair on The Voice. Yes. And we were like, <laughs> yes. this is too big. Yeah. And because yeah. he was such a big star, we almost had to make him a little bit more humble and, yeah. and touchable because yeah. he was such a big entity yeah. on this show. So yeah, that, that selecting of, of the first photo was so hard. It was, it was hard. really hard. It was really hard. And, and in terms of, Ricky, when you were looking at the other players and the other people in the circle, what was your initial thoughts? Because... These people may have been people that you've met in real life and that you have relationships with because you're in that line of work, right? So was there anyone that you were like, that's not you, that's not you? Were you really analytical of, of these first impressions? Yeah. So first and foremost, doing the job that we're lucky enough to do, we get to meet a lot of these type of celebrities in in regards to just interviewing them. Um, and then off the back of that, you know, you might be with them in a social setting at the Brit Awards or an award show or whatever. You might sure. hang out with them at some point. So you get to know them. You see them on different TV shows and things like that. So you get to build up a rapport with them. Um, and there were people in there who we knew 100% would be a certain way. And we were trying to marry that with what they had said and things like that, like straight away. So there yeah. were some, some people we were like, that person would definitely say that. Like 100% is unequivocal. They would definitely say that. Oh, but why have they put that? Hang on a minute. Like, and then it just messes with your brain because you're, you're constantly second guessing yourself constantly. So crazy. Well, that's that's exactly like the whole thing about the resilience of first impressions. Once you start, like once you are certain of something, then you're going to stick with it. Your whole brain, everything about you is going to reject anything that's contrary to that. So that you were just like settling into it and saying, no, I'm going to ignore any of the red flags or I'm going to, you know, I'm going to I'm just going to completely buy into this this story that I've told myself is so consistent and we do it all the time. Do you, Alex, do you think that with social media and sort of modern day first impressions, do people approach it differently having more time for analysis, more time to make judgment on people's profiles? And I guess that ties in as well. Um, I'll expand this to, to Ricky and Melvin. As a celebrities and obviously engaging with other celebrities and various people, do you feel the need to... to 
portray a certain personality on, on online and in person? And is that different from each other? For sure. I think that the social media space, um, it gives us the chance to construct ourselves. Now, most of us have difficulty keeping the self that we are like creating, fabricating something that's completely different because we do give ourselves away with teeny little tells. But it does allow us that space between just like vomiting words out, right, which I know I do all the time, which gives everything away about me to gently constructing something within a profile. So we do we create ourselves in a way that we know we will be observed But we also do it in a way that gives so much more about ourselves away than what is actually just written on the page. And people's interpretations of that, I mean, come on, we're all guilty. I go through the coaster, the social media coaster, where I'm like, I know these people are being like super me's and I know they're only posting like the best picture out of the 15 that they took. And I know this, but you forget that, right? You forget that somebody is creating this this extraordinary self. And then you sort of, you, you have to remind yourself that what you're dealing with is people who are one step away from themselves, only putting up the best of themselves. And then, you know, you could, you could sort of re, reintegrate with the social media world again. 100%. So over to you, Ricky and Melvin, on, on first impressions and being, being in the public eye, I guess. Well, if I'm honest, on social media, I'm a liar. <laughs> I spend <laughs> I spend all my time like putting up videos of me exercising in like my favorite outfits and stuff like that. But at home, I'm eating sweets, having crisps, watching Netflix. I don't do any of that. But at the same time, I don't want to put that out there because I think about the the profiles that I like to look at online, and it's all positive. It's all people mm. who look great. So I'm not going to be there like this slob on <laughs> on Instagram. So I'm, I think I'm an absolute liar. In my earlier social media days, I used to just want people to think that I was this super fun, globe trotting, extreme sports <laughs> loving presenter, living the dream. Um, and don't get me wrong I, I used to do a lot of that stuff but that wasn't who I was it was just things that I got to experience sometimes uh, but I felt like there was um, a perception that I, w- I was trying to kind of live up to kind of I'm, I'm, I constantly wanted to put that out there um, so I only ever posted stuff of me of like you know on my snowboard in the Alps somewhere or mm. uh, which was like once every two years I, I'd go yeah. snowboarding do you know what I mean but I made out that it was like oh I do this I do this every season yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, all, I'm, all, I'm always out there or me on a red carpet or me with a celebrity or whatever and then I, I got over time, I just started to realize that I just can't be bothered because it's not, it's not real and it's not who I am. Like that's not sure. who I quintessentially am. And I think being a dad, when I became a dad, when I was 32, so my daughter's going to be nine next month. Um, wow. That helped change my perspective because my daughter was just the most important thing to me. And I was just like, she's all that really matters. I don't really care about anything else. Like, I've, obviously I want to do well at work, but it's my daughter and my family that I really care about. And then I started to think to myself, I hate the idea of posting things for likes and getting a certain amount of likes and things like that. And I started to do things on my Instagram page where I used to post things in, in a way that it kind of got rid of the whole, the notion of likes. So I'd post like a photo in like a mosaic form so that you couldn't see the full photo unless you looked at the the whole of oh, my Instagram I see page. What you mean. Yeah. So you might log onto my Instagram page and go, why is there a picture of an elbow? That kind of thing. So <laughs> no one's really going to care about posting like a like on an elbow. But if you look at the entire page, you get the full picture. And I just, I, I was doing that because I was like, I don't like the idea of 
me being validated by likes just because sure. some I, I, did, I didn't like that. So that's why I was, was doing it. Ultimately, my agent told me to stop doing it because you weren't getting any likes. <laughs> Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. We've actually got a clip of Ricky and Melvin from the show and their kind of dilemma around first impressions. Circle, could you please show us Will I Am? This one's got to be a cat. No, I don't think it is. Listen, the geezer's like a multi-million pound selling. Do you reckon he's staying in one of these? Yeah. Uh, Kim, I've never met. Have never, you met Kim before? Never met Kim. It's a lovely photo of her, though. Yeah, great photo of her. Very good photo. Um, calm down, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> Will's about to slide in them DMs, bro. <laughs> She's gone, I've taken this opportunity to show the real me, then used an old photo of her. Still her. My gut feeling is that, that, is that she's real. Duncan James, oh, yes. I've never known a man to speak with so much emojis. I'm not sure that this is you now. Okay, Circle, could you show me Gemma? She looks gorgeous. I can almost put my life on it that Gemma is real and she's not a catfish. Diva forever. I shit, Glinda. <laughs> See, the thing is, I feel like that's something she said on a TV show and someone's, this, this isn't real. This isn't the real GC, man. <laughs> So what I wanted to ask was, was Melvin, you weren't sold on, on GC's uh, profile there and that she, yeah. she shits glitter. Um, I mean, give us a lowdown. We've both met her and she is this enormous character. And the thing about Gemma is she plays herself sometimes and then she plays her alter ego, who is the GC. And she's very aware of both, but I just felt like it was too obvious 
like with her profile. And we could have been wrong, but there was just something so obvious about the profile um, that I just it just didn't feel like her. Um, and I think if it had been the real one, she would have kind of taken a slightly different approach. Uh, there, there was something not too right about that. But then there were certain people in there who we felt were genuine. Like we thought um, my girl from Countdown was oh, Rachel, Rachel Riley. Riley. Rachel, Riley. We thought Rachel was real for ages, <laughs> for ages. When we came out and saw it was Pete and Sam, we were, <laughs> we like, were like, who, who are who you? Are you? <laughs> who are you then? Who are you then? <laughs> it was so confusing. So those first impressions, some people played it so well. So well. Sure. I think Pete and Sam chose the perfect person yeah. just because it was so understated and it just flew below the radar. So even though we we kind of just discounted that person, we just went, oh, oh, they're sure. on there. Okay, okay, cool. But we'll put that to one side for now. And um, didn't really like, you know, delve into how, how they were talking and what they were saying too much. We just kind of just accepted that it was that person because it wasn't a lot, it wasn't a larger than life, but it was a well-known person. We just put it to one side straight away. So it was genius from the start. I think with us being where I am, we were, uh, we were in negative equity straight yeah. away because we were the only international celebrity yeah. in there. The only celebrity from the US as well. It was just so much bigger without being, you know, disrespectful to any, anyone else on there. But his profile is so much bigger than than the rest of the guys that were on there. For he sure. just stood out like a sore thumb. If you look at the list of the, the celebrities that were on the show and Will I Am's on that list and you think he's staying in solitary confinement in a flat in Manchester <laughs> in a one bedroom but, flat. But you know what? Someone made the link. I think it was Denise saying that because of he's got a good relationship with Emma Willis from the, the, voice. the Voice, it was a possible person True. to have on the show. Yeah, and nice. that was something we didn't, I wish we had thought of that ourselves because that would have been an incredible link. And plus it is for a great cause, Stand Up To Cancer. So if someone like Will I Am was asked to do like, do a show like that, it's actually a possibility. And but, he does he does do the voice, which is a UK based yeah, show as yeah, well. Yeah. So we were like, so why would he why would he not do this? Why would yeah. why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he? That's that's the magical thing, right? You have your first impression, you're like, ah, I've got it. These are the ways. Like this is how it my first impression is absolutely right. And you don't want to work against your first impression either, because that's something that's so innate in our in our minds and in our hearts and how we interact with one another, that you don't ever want to back off that first impression. And you'll come up with all the stories that keep that first impression true and keep yeah. it real while ignoring those red flags like I said before. So Ricky and Melvin with your game plan and mm-hmm. ev- everyone that goes on the show has some form of game plan was yeah. yours to be the most famous person there? Was it to be the most celebrity celeb <laughs> there? Because that just gives you another slight <laughs> type of gravitas in the group and, and at the end of the day the aim is to be the most influential and who would be most influential? Probably Will I Am. Oh, man. We actually spoke to Will before we went in. Wow. And he gave us some tips. And I think once we spoke to Will, he did make us feel quite comfortable. And also, we liked the idea of playing someone that we had some kind of relationship beforehand. Like, Ricky's kind of told me stories about how he's gone to clubs with Will before. Whenever he's come for interviews, when we've done our shows, he always has amazing stories. So it felt like someone we we could play in the circle. For sure. The, and the, the, the crazy, sorry, Alex, the crazy thing as well was that uh, Will I Am told us to be 
really out there. He, oh, yeah. he, told us, he told us to do it. So he was like, he was like, like this is you're being me, so don't like understate it. He was like, yeah. if someone asks you where do you go to the gym, tell them you go to the gym on Mars. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, it was your, his idea. The way you set up your relationship status was it intergalactic? Is that what you put? Oh, that was yeah. amazing. Yeah. I thought that was like, that was incredible. That's so well I am. <laughs> yeah. And you know what was really hard was because actually we both have our opposing views as well. So when Ricky felt this was a good idea, I might have thought, yeah, it's yeah. a good idea, but maybe we should go. So it was like we were constantly having conversations within the conversation. So it like I remember there were certain like um, like chats that we were in. And everyone else had had their, their answer and their responses and replies. And me and Ricky are still deciding what to say as Will I Am. And I'm thinking, no, Rich, we should say this. And he's going, no, Mel, we should say this. So by the time we worked out what we're saying, the conversation was done. <laughs> we used to take so long I, making decisions. I think there's a moment in the first episode where I go, we failed. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> the chat had ended and we hadn't said anything. We'd just yeah. been having a conversation between ourselves. Jesus, that, so I didn't true. even think of that. So that's a really interesting point because there's two of you to make those decisions. Yeah. And obviously you've both yeah. got your own separate personalities to, tie, to, to put into there. Um, okay, so, so to, to wrap up, Alex, a, a question for you. If you could give people three tips on how to make a good impression online and a, an authentic impression online, I guess. What three tips would you give? Yeah, I think the word authentic is a really, really important one there. I mean, by all means, you know, make yourself feel good, right, in the first instance. So if that does mean making yourself look like the most incredible person and always snowboarding, then fine, <laughs> do it. Absolutely do it. But at the same time, remember that by showing a little bit of humanity, you take the pressure off yourself to live that life, which is impossible because even you are aspiring to it. It takes the pressure off you to live that life. And it also means that you're able to connect with people in a deeper way because people will see aspects of who you are that aren't constructed completely and then might reach out in a really genuine way. And, you know, if you need help, if you need a lift, if you need whatever it is, then they'll be more likely to do that if you show a little bit of vulnerability. It has to be authentic vulnerability. It does have to be you eating Doritos, sitting on the sofa, like looking a mess, not like, oh, here I am. Here is my one Dorito for the evening. Come to me and Ricky in our Dorito photo shoot, stylist in the corner. Like, that's what you want to see. Like, just somebody, like, not mugging for the camera. Um, that's, like, even just, like, one in 50 posts, right? That's, yeah. that's the way you make a good impression. I love that. Yeah, love big that. Authentic, authenticity, which for, for the three of us who all were catfishes on the circle, unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> we need to, <laughs> yeah. And that's all the dishonest fun we've got time for today, guys. And that just leaves me to thank my brilliant guests, Ricky, Melvin and Alex. And thank you so much for joining me today on Dishonest Fun. It's been an absolute pleasure. The Celeb Circle is going out on Channel 4 all this week, so if you're not watching it, what are you doing? And if you're listening to us in the future, you can catch it streaming on all four. The next time I'll be with you, we'll be exploring something I put to good use in the circle. Flirting. Oh yeah. The Celebrity Circle is in aid of Stand Up To Cancer, a joint national fundraising campaign from Cancer Research UK and Channel 4 that brings the UK together to speed up the progress in life-saving research. Cancer can affect anyone's life at any time, 
we only have one option, accelerate life-saving research. Your donations do that. Now is the time to stand up to cancer. Donate now at channel4.com SU2C. Thanks, guys, and see you next time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.